Hello, welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv forward slash RollTogetherRPG forward slash schedule. Please do leave a review and we look forward to adventuring together. Hello everyone and welcome to At Death's Door. Thank you for joining us for an evening of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Sean and I will be your dungeon master tonight. We're thrilled to be streaming at twitch.tv forward slash RollTogetherRPG. At Death's Door is the third in the uh, trilogy that is um, Lonely House of Netherwinter, a viscous cycle, and um, focuses on the events of everybody's favourite plague, the bloat, as a new group of adventurers try to prevent a certain elder evil from making her way to this plane. For those of you who are new to Dungeons & Dragons, that's going to mean nothing to you. But everyone here plays fantasy characters in a fantasy universe. The five players each have their own unique character with sheets that tell them who they are, what they can do, their deepest secrets, and what dice to roll. They will mostly be rolling this. Where is it? A d20 to see if they succeed in what they're trying to do. 20 is good, and one is hilariously bad. And whilst they played their characters, everything else in said fantasy universe is played by me. People, monsters, weather patterns, the things that are inevitably watching them that they never quite catch. Between me describing the world and story, the players describing what they want to do in it, and some dice rolls to keep things unpredictable for all of us, we will tell our story. For now, let's meet the players and have a word from our sponsors. Well, time to save the world again. Elshin Abloldra. Harper agent, cold name, ornate doorbell, half-drow sorcerer of the aberrant and master of the mind. In the rare instances my personality can't charm you, I have the psionic abilities to finish the job. Played, once again, by David Shears, both he, him in terms of the pronouns. Back with a team of talented misfits, hunting down mysteries and vicariously fighting evil, proving, once again, that mind can triumph over body. I hope you enjoy the shenanigans. Hi, I'm Evie. I use she, her pronouns, and I will be playing Arcana, who also uses she, her pronouns. Arcana is a half-elf uh, artificer rogue from the very nearly and now locked devoured planet of Corazon. Chosen by the powers of chaos from her home faction, the Chaos Collective, she has innovated, fought, and betrayed her way to Neverwinter as a lone envoy from her home to deliver a warning against the pending invasion of a powerful elder being. Armed only with her wits, a penguin named Barbara, and a massive gun, she's here to make sure past mistakes are not repeated, and hopefully she won't get too distracted along the way. Hi, I'm Nat, I use she, her pronouns, and I will be playing Tessalin, who also uses she, her pronouns. Tessalin is an abale, a sort of a bee-elf hybrid person, and her species have only just arrived in the material plane from the abyss a couple of months ago, through some kind of magical finagling. And if you want to know more about that, maybe you could go back and watch A Viscous Cycle, also DM'd by Sean. Uh, after the events of said campaign, she was tasked by her mother, Queen Orlaj, to serve as an ambassador to the population of Neverwinter, which is a job she's been undertaking with great enthusiasm as she's keen to explore this new world and that her hive have found themselves in and all the terribly squishy, squishy folks that live in it. Hi, so my name is Natalia, she, her pronouns, and I am very excited to be here and play with Roll20. 
pull together in what I think is my debut game. Yay! So I am here to join at Deathsaw and I play Zimoira Lithram, who is born as two high elves in an established family in Neverwinter. She is a grave cleric who has been absent for a while when she has, after a slightly transforming incident, gone to learn a bit more about herself and a bit more control. Hearing more about the disturbing events in Neverwinter that may or may not be affecting the city which her family live in, she has come back to investigate, save the day, and try and not let her inner compulsions get the better of her. Hello there, my name's Josh, I use he, him pronouns, and I will be playing Jakarth, who also uses he, him pronouns. Jakarth is a hybrid ranger, fighter, character, hybrid... When I say hybrid, he's part human, part dragon. Not the dragon-born kind of dragon, the dragon kind of dragon. Having been experimented on by a rather horrible gentleman called Jorak and Tony, in, we've previously saw Jakarth in A Viscous Cycle, and he dealt with those demons along with his friend Eltrion, and he's now still working with the Church of Kelimvor, as well as the Harpers, but don't tell anybody that. We are delighted to be sponsored by HeroForge. HeroForge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. You can see all of the minis that we designed for this stream in the overlay, and they animate when we enter the combat, so look out for that. HeroForge are fantastic, so do check out the pro membership where you can get premium access to features ahead of time and beta access to things um, and all sorts of cool stuff that just makes your life a lot easier. And you can check them out at heroforge.com. We are delighted to be sponsored by Ultra Pro. They make accessories for D&D, Magic the Gathering and more. My favourite part of their collection are their figurines of adorable power. Here is their gazer. Uh, they also make other things such as deck boxes uh, if you play Magic the Gathering. You can find all of Ultra Pro stuff at ultrapro.com. Hey friends, check out our new sponsor, Phoenix Dice, for a carefully created menagerie of click-clack math rocks for your delectation. Check out their entire selection at phoenixdice.com, and just so you know, Phoenix Dice are all about living gloriously in the worlds of tabletop games and sustainably in this one, which means their dice are working to be recycled, their packaging is recycled, the dice are made of sustainable materials, it's all great stuff, you should definitely get involved. You can also join us today in chat with a chance to be in a raffle and win some Phoenix Dice of your own. Just put exclamation mark dice into chat and you'll be in with a chance to win. We are proud to be sponsored by Alchemy RPG. Reimagine your gaming experience with Alchemy. They're focused on creating immersive cinematic experiences everywhere you interact with tabletop role-playing games. Playing a game, creating a world, streaming, watching live games, discovering new content, look at all the cool stuff that they are doing there. You can use environmental motion art, scene-based music, seamless character management to run your games over the internet, with upcoming features including homebrew content, streaming overlays, and spectator mode. So go and check out alchemyrpg.com. We're delighted to be supported by Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. Select your heroes and formation and battle through waves of monsters for free on PC, phone, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. You can pop exclamation code into chat for a free Electrum chest. 
We're delighted to be supported by Neverwinter. In Neverwinter, explore and defend one of the most beautiful cities from Dungeons and Dragons' Forgotten Realms campaign setting as it rises from the ashes of destruction. Epic stories, action combat, and classic role-playing await those heroes courageous enough to enter the fantastic world of Neverwinter. Neverwinter is completely free to play, so set yourself up an account today and pop exclamation mark NW gift into chat for a link to a free gift. Check out our wonderful supporters, Elderwood Academy, who make beautiful bespoke gaming-themed gear, including hex chest dice boxes, spellbook deck boxes disguised as bespoke ancient arcane tomes, and scroll and codex dice tower and rolling tray pairings. Make your own with their online designer at elderwoodacademy.com. This stream will run for three hours, and there will be roughly a five to ten minute break somewhere towards the middle. We run shows on Mondays, Tuesdays and Fridays at 6pm Greenwich Meridian slash British Summertime, which is 10am Pacific Time, 1pm Eastern Standard Time, 7pm in mainland Britain, and 2am Tuesday mornings in Japan and parts of Australia. On Mondays, we run TTRPG streams. These can be one-shots, four, six, eight, whew, or even 12 weeks long. You can always find our latest schedule at twitch.tv slash RollTogetherRPG slash schedule. On Tuesdays, we have our ongoing campaign, Fracture. And on Fridays, we have our talk show, Talk Together and Talking is a Free Action, which lasts for one hour. We are Roll Together RPG on all socials, so find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. Links in chat. Thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. Uh, you can find a link in chat, help us make our shows from just one pound, one dollar, or one gold piece, and unlock more tiers by joining. Our D20 Club are fab. Uh, they've created a fan discord for us. Um, they've also made a wiki page for Roll Together. You can find that at rolltogether.fandom.com. Uh, welcome to our podcast listeners. Um, if you also would like to listen to us via podcast, you can search Roll Together RPG on your favorite podcast provider. If we're not there, let us know and we will add ourselves to that list. Uh, bumble, bumble, bumble. This is a break between. There's a pause card. Finally, we play with a diverse group of players who play a diverse set of characters with wide ranging sexual and gender identities. Our tables are trans and GNC positive, and we encourage and champion trans and GNC players and characters in our games. The DM and players may portray characters that are of a different gender to their own. We aim to avoid misgendering, but acknowledge that it does happen, and have a company policy in place for correcting people on pronouns. If we miss an instance of misgendering, we are open to being corrected, so please do just let us know in the chat if you think one has been missed. Check out exclamation mark safety in the chat for content warnings and some of the safety tools that we use through the TTRPG safety toolkit. But for now, let us commence.
welcome back everyone um, to session three of At Death's Door. So uh, last session we had, uh, we started off at the gates of the Never Death Graveyard in Neverwinter. Um, our team um, wanted to go in with their captive vampire, but um, were unable to do so because doing so would be a, a death warrant. That's not the word, death sentence, death thing. It would be death for their vampire colleague. So um, they decided to, uh, to to let them free, to trust them, and um, in the fight against the aberrations. Um, going into the graveyard, um, managed to pick up the some traces of aberrations, and um, they led to a, a stone door that they couldn't um, bypass. Three of the team decided to wait and see whether someone came along to um, open this door up. Um, two of the team decided to um, go back to Moira's home and um, have a lovely Sunday roast with the parents. Um, we had a long rest, which is uh, unusual on stream, I think. Um, by the sounds of it, I'm one of the only DMs who bloody does it. Everyone else is like, no, these events happen within four hours. Um, <laughs> but not me. I, I, I was kind, apparently. After your long rest, um, you managed to kind of get back together just as um, a pair of um, shady-looking individuals um, were dragging an aberration to the door, managed to open it up, at which point you leapt into action. Um, one of them managed to drink a potion to turn themselves into an aberration, so you suddenly were fighting two, uh, one of whom um, did not manage to do this, and you made them fall asleep. Uh, you saw off the two uh, aberrations that were there and um, dragged the cultist into the uh, little kind of uh, shrine that this, um, or more like a tomb, a crypt. It was, it's in a graveyard. It's, use your own word. Mausoleum is a good word. More words to come. Um, you did some interrogating using uh, some mind tricks and also some words of your own, um, stern words and intimidating words. Much intimidation was had. And you've gotten a bit of information out of the cultist, including the name of the leader who uh, recruited the cultist, one Kurograin Grimson, I think. Yes, Gorograin Grimson. I'm sure that won't come up in the breaks or anything. Um, and that's basically where we pick up. Uh, you heard some noises coming from the corridor. Uh, they don't sound like um, uh, urgent noises. It's not the noises of things coming to get you right this second, um, but things that bear investigation. Once you've finished interrogating, um, poor person in front of you some some would say that when we left the vampire at the entranceway to the graveyard because it would surely mean his death we left him at death's door and with that goodbye uh, i was gonna say that's uh, that's, that's gonna be used <laughs> boo card um he said the name he said the name of the game <laughs> never let it be said that i use fanciful names that never come into it no i'm very literal <laughs> I think Tresalen will um, as Elchion is doing his uh, psionic stuff uh, 
interrogating this uh, this cultist, and, and Moira is also standing there, being all tough and very intimidating. Tessalin will sort of slowly like inch over to Moira, and just like come right up next to her, and then she didn't need to because she can telepathically communicate. But it's almost like she's come over to whisper, to be like, "You can be very intimidating and scary, and and people seem to respond to it." What? What, what do I do? Tell me what to do. I want to ask him a question, but I want to be scary like you. I don't try to be scary. Oh. I, you just, just this idiot is, wants to cause the end of the world, and that's a big problem. Um, usually, forthrightness and a sense of authority and the threaten to just kick him in painful places as a very last resort when they want to end the world don't usually kick prisoners okay all right i'll i'll give it a go i'll give it a go thank you uh we'll uh we'll sort of totter over to the the uh, the cultist and uh he'll get in his head you inferior being you are speaking to princess to Salin of the Neverwinter, a bale colony. Tremble before me. Uh, oh, Please I, make an intimidation check. And answer my questions. Or um, I shall kick you in painful places. If I glare behind Tessalen very thoroughly, can Tessalen have advantage? Yeah, go on then. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's currently, it's not looking too bad. Oh, uh, okay. So that is uh huh, huh, maths uh duh, no brain do the maths uh three first uh, twenty five there we go oh. nice um yeah so uh he does kind of power back a bit um, he's probably not really seen in a veil um the the veil seem to be um resistant to a lot of the aberrational stuff um and also don't tend to do a lot of walking around on the floor so um probably wouldn't have picked any up in uh, the course of his usual um activities um so yeah you are definitely a strange being that he has never encountered um and you have said some very thre threatening words to him so uh she's also like waggled she... one of her four feet in a like i will kick you manner but it's obviously she's in a bail so it's a very thin stick leg just like brr, like a pencil. I like to imagine that you walked over doing that kind of head bubble as well. So, excuse me, <clears throat> sir. Um, you you will tell me what the exact plan was with this aberrant creature that you had been marching into here, and 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 what is downstairs, and what will they do? Oh, that's a lot of questions. And you um, will answer them. Just, just so you know, this spell um, lasts a minute. So whenever you decide a minute's gone, it obviously won't affect what they say, but it will affect what I can glean from what they say. Okay. Um, is it a spell that takes a spell slot? Well, yeah, I've used a, I've used a slot already, mm -hmm. uh, so I can't. It's not a cantrip; it's a level two because it has other effects that can can be used. But if I push deeper, then they get a whiz save anyway. Yeah. But um, uh, up until the point that they would would save it, I would get some kind of um 
psychic link. Plus, they won't know that the spell's gone. Mm. So, oh yeah. Okay. Um, so he he kind of um, looks at you. It's it's too late. Plans underway. We're uh, we're bringing about the end of the world as you know it, but the beginning of life. Do not, I, do not presume to I've know how, how I know. <laughs> oh, no. Do not presume to know how I perceive the world for it is different than 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 yours. What pray tell are the steps to bringing about the end of the world? We are drawing the true mother through. How? She is she has already taken one world and we are bringing her through to this one. Yes, but how? We've been working with a source with a with a wizard. One who knows the ways of bringing people through. A guy by the name of Mantioc. That's surely a made up sure. <laughs> Eltrion that... will get a, a vision of a um thin Elvish looking person with a beard, glasses. Does it mean anything to anyone? Uh, Mantioc. I'll say, that in, I'll say that in character. Has anyone heard of this Mantioc fellow? Um, thin, Elvish looking guy with glasses. Mm, anyone who wants to may roll a history check. Might be a disadvantage. I imagine um, I would probably have just given you a ridiculous DC compared to everyone else, to be fair. I like here's rolling where, dice, so I'm going to roll anyway. Yeah, here's where you get your natural 20. Nope, I got uh, one, fittingly. One. <laughs> I may have forgotten that I knew him. Uh, I didn't. Uh, yeah, so with a one, uh, I think that's fitting. You you know very few people of this uh, of this place. Um what, what did everyone else roll? 19. A 15, in case I prompted my own memory. <laughs> I, I decided not to roll because one, I'm not proficient, and two, I have a plus zero to history, so I definitely wouldn't know. Uh, it's in the middle of going for it. Uh, 16. 16, okay. Um, Nat, did you roll or...? I did, yeah, I rolled. I got a, I got an 18 on the dice with a plus one. Hmm. 19, okay. Um, I would say that those of you who rolled um, at all, um, and not a one, sorry, um, you've, you've heard the name about. Um, it's kind of... You've not really heard a lot about this name, but... Where you've heard it, will, it tells you a bit more. It's a name that's only been whispered in kind of the lowest of the low, um, kind of scummiest taverns. Like your your contacts, who you know are um, greasing the greasiest of palms. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm running out of metaphors now. Um, it's not a name that's been spoken by it, people in high society. Is what I'm saying. So 
you can kind of gather that this is someone who's working very much underground, um, probably an alias. And could you spell it for us, please, Sean? M-A-N-T-I-O-C, Mantioc. Got it right. I mean, don't work on it too much, because then I'll have to come up with another anagram for next time. Um, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, Ultrion gets this kind of vision um, of this person. Um, I think probably fair to say that it's going to be coming up to the end of your minute. Um, Yeah, yeah. But um, while he's thinking, he he also kind of gets... um, uh, this kind of interference noise, um, which it sounds like buzzing of insect wings, um, that just kind of just just as the image starts to kind of resolve and then um, and then disappears before it kind of fully realizes, um, you get just this this kind of almost static, as if a swarm of flies flew in the way of your vision. Well, that was desperately unpleasant. Are you okay? I've seen worse things, but, um... Well, I'm sure it comes as a surprise to nobody in particular, but there may be insects in our immediate future, and I don't mean friendly ones. Oh, right, okay. That's good to say. Hmm. Well, quite. Well, what... Is there anything else anyone wants to ask this uh, individual? If or not, I, I might have something to say to this this guy. So do you mind if I just kind of put in here? Threaten to Hello. kick him in, in the painful places. Okay, right. I got I got your Hello, fuck face. How's uh, your day going? I've had better. Yeah? You're about to have a lot worse. Do you know why? Because mummy is not going to like all of this. Do you know what she does? Do you know about where she's just come from? The world she is just is eating. What What do you know about that? You know she, she she's just having her final meal, right? She final. will devour all worlds. I mean, usually there's a gap between them. But she's being drawn through by your design. Listen, I don't think you really know what you've signed up for. Everlasting life. No, no, everlasting suffering. I mean, existence is suffering. Do you have anyone you love or like or, you know, find tolerable in the world? No. That explains a lot of what's going on here. So you're suffering already, so you think that... What, when everyone's suffering, no one will be? No, everyone is suffering. And why are you seeking to change... I don't... Do you understand what to do a bad thing is? Just elementary. I'm just trying to see how intelligent you are right now because you sound like a fucking idiot. I mean, I understand the concept of doing evil, but what we are doing is correcting the world. We are making all life in her image. 
As is the divine plan. Her image is ugly as fuck, mate. I, I don't think you want that. Might have to agree to disagree on that one. And if it's the natural order, she'd get here in her own goddamn time. Without you meddling in with her divine plans. You know what? I don't think that you... I don't think you have the answers I want. I think you're just... You're just a bit of a mouthpiece. You're just one of another puppet. Right? Right? He seems to be um, kind of just keeping quiet at this point. I think he, he realizes that uh, his immediate future is uh, going to be brief and painful. Mm. Has anyone else got anything to say to this guy? Mm. What's our intention with him? Well, I hate to be the one to say it, but he has seen all of our faces and, well, if my abilities prove anything at all, it's that information can be gleaned from the psyche of uh, weak-minded types, if you uh, follow my drift. How many of you are there? Hundreds. And do all of you carry one of these little vials around with you? As far as I'm aware. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's up to the rest of you. Do you want it to be painful or, or do we just make it quick? We're not monsters, Jakar. No, he is. Can we? No, it doesn't matter what he is. Oh, sorry. No. You go right ahead. Don't think he's smart enough to be a proper monster. He's could, just could, going with the flow. He's could just, we just unhappy. Take his potion of him, maybe? Instead? I, I believe. I believe Moira has that. Where do these tunnels lead? He's starting to um, steal himself. Um, has decided to to. He will need more encouragement. Let's say if you wanted to get any more information out of him. I will. Um, I'll hit him with a subtle mind slither that no one else can see, or notice, mm-hmm. or stop. That, uh, um, in, safe. In, in safe. If it's still within the minute, he's still baned. Okay. Uh, I think you cast that before Eltrion did the. Just before, so depending on the timing. Be- yeah, so that one's run out. So I think Bane has as well. Uh, that is a 16. No, fails. Um,. <clears throat> Some mindy stuff. Not a lot. Six points of psychic. Underneath the whole ward. The whole of the protector's enclave. Bits of the beggar's quarter. Doesn't go under the river. Or 
your intention was to unleash this creature onto the population below? Once she comes through, there's nowhere that won't feel her touch. Arcana, did you not say that this this god was very big? Fungus. I'm sorry, how, uh, to the, the cultists, how do you intend on fitting her in the tunnels under the city? Um, he's gone back to, to Resolute, ignoring you. Um, I will, though, um, Eva, do you want to roll a, a history check? I, sure. history, history, religion, or arcana? Oh, it's definitely arcana. Uh, right there in the name. That's 28. 28. So you would be aware that um, when, um, so the, the, the Chaos Collective, when they, um, you know, doing the orientation and, and uh, helping people with planning for the end of the world, um, they had like a little, you know, I'm now imagining like a PowerPoint presentation where there's a right. This is this is what will happen. Um, they would have informed you that um, when Ragnora um, travels to a world, um, most of her actually gets um, eaten up in the atmosphere, um, and that's what the kind of spores that hang in the air are. Is um, all of her kind of um, conflagrated body bits that have uh, burned off her and so she she lands on a world greatly reduced so all you actually really need is a sliver of Ragnora to come through and then she will expand and and kind of grow exponentially gross yeah yeah and uh, yeah you you remember that fact um up to you whether Arcana would you know try and lessen the poignancy of um to say this question but you, you know why and how quite less but later i i want i want to, to say Lynn, to have to have her yo mama joke just in there i <laughs> i'm increasingly convinced that people are privy to information that i don't possess yeah i'm I mean... from an entirely other plane <laughs> Well, I meant regarding our present and immediate circumstances, but uh, quite. Regardless, we have the um, the elephant in the room, so to speak. Um, what are we to do with this individual? I say kill her. There are children who exist in the world. I have nibblings. I exist knowing that I will live long enough to see them die, but they still have hope and light and a future. And this guy is so dedicated to insanity that he would want to take that from them. He wants to be a martyr? Let him. Just kill him now. Um, during this speech, Arcana is going to take a literal D20 out of her pocket, roll it, and then just kind of go up to him with the gun to his head, just being like, any objections? Do it. Nope. Okay. Shoot him in the head. Well, I did quite want to study his brain. Oh, never mind. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, point blank range with, you know, your weapon. It's 
It's a no-brainer. It's going to do, do the job. Yeah. The, the alternative is we all just gather around and start wailing on him, which is just silly. <laughs> um, yeah, he uh, collapses to the ground. Um, he is uh, more here, as people might say if they couldn't speak French. Um, what would you like to do? Um, so you are stood in the this kind of antechamber, and you can see that there are steps going down um, into this kind of tunnel complex. Um, there are kind of ambient noises that just sound quite guttural, a bit like throaty. Um, the kind of noises that you'd expect to come from a creature that was formerly human and possessed of human vocal cords, but is now stretched and strained out of proportion um, by profane magics. Just thought maybe we should have asked him where his meeting place is on the surface. I don't think he was being very talkative at the end there anyway. That's a very good point. Before we move on, uh, just to let you guys know that Ragnora, massive, only the tiniest, littlest little sliver of her needs to get through to infect this world, and she'll go into the atmosphere and evolve from there. Luckily, though, we've got this plane locking device. So as long as we get to the access point in time, and I can lock her away for good, it should be fine. We just need to get there as soon as we can. The we have a range. It's the protective enclave and the beggar's quarter, so we know it's not the whole of Neverwinter we have to search. We have a name of someone who... You know, someone who, who recruited them, so someone to start off with. That's two good starts. Further down here. Yes, there were, there were some noises a little while ago, weren't there? Sean, the Neverdeath mm -hmm. Graveyard, where is that in relation to the Protector's Enclave and the Beggar's Quarter? So the Neverdeath Graveyard um, is huge, for one thing, um, and it's in the kind of southern... If, if you imagine kind of um, Neverwinter as a rough circle, uh, it, it occupies kind of most of like, a kind of southern point, um, and then you've got um, off to the west... Uh, the, the southwest of the city is the Protector's Enclave, and then the um, southeast of the city is the Beggar's Quarter. So this this may well just be the entrance then. It's right in the middle of those two places, so... How, how are we all feeling? Should we just dive down there right now? Shall we? That might present. Does seem like there might be a little bit of uh, clock management required. No time to waste. I agree. Eltrion, uh, did you need to tell any of your fancy secret people that we don't know about about this at all before we go in? Well, I don't know, Jakarth, do we? I mean, it would be probably be a good idea just so there's a backup in case anything does happen to us. Yeah, that's fair. Um, in which case, yeah. Don't want to burn a third level spell slot though. Um, 
would they have given me some Sean would they have given me some means of letting like letting them know there was information and therefore to contact me do you think like um okay in the interest of um not you know depleting your um your magic options um they probably would give you some sort of kind of last ditch like you know i know that i'm going into a situation i might not come out of you know once use only probably like a spell scroll of sending mm. just so that you can appraise them of what you're doing well, i don't think things have got quite that desperate yet besides if this for lack of a better word plague is infecting minds we don't necessarily know who might be compromised and who might not. I could see if I could find any of the hive that are nearby and tell them information would spread pretty quickly amongst the rest of them that way. And then if any of your super secret friends that we don't know about knew any of my hive, then they could tell them. I mean, for the avoidance of doubt, I don't know many of them either. Oh, okay. I just have... Um, means at my disposal but we have an arrangement they leave me alone to do my research and i help them out from time to time that's being extremely vague who are these super secret friends that i do not know about no one knows they're super secret that, that, that doesn't exactly foster trust i mean to be fair i don't know who they are Either there, there could. I know of several groups that there could be of super secret people. There just exist lots of super secret groups. I do not know which ones these ones are. Do, do you well, think it's, quite... it's quite cool and mysterious? Sure, they're not connected to Ragnora. No. They would be very much against the idea of uh, what they perceive as evil influencing our realm. They have a slightly backward way of looking at things in that respect. But is Arcana is home. paranoid? Can I insight roll? Yeah. Luckily, all of my insight rolls, the lowest I can roll is an eight. So, uh, 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 why don't I know that? It's eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So that's thirteen. Thirteen. Um, I imagine your passive, like even your passive kind of persuasion and deception are going to be higher than a thirteen. Well, I mean, I just rolled a twenty-eight. Um, There's a reason I'm a faction agent. <laughs> <laughs> However, I, I mean, would I would I need to deceive? I mean, actually, because I don't know Arcana, so it might actually be you won't know whether this is true or not. But what I'll say is, um, well, I'll put it this way, Arcana: if um, they saw you as a threat to the stability of the realms, they would have no compunction about taking you out. Now, that isn't me saying that; it's just how. They are, like I said, a bit backward, but we have an understanding. Jakarth's more their meat and potatoes. I'm kind of a side salad. Was there a threat sandwiched in? You don't know. <laughs> I'm getting quite hungry now. Shall we carry on? This is a lot of food talk again. I, yeah, I, I will very... I will, I will very quickly uh, see if I can uh, feel any of the hive close enough to telepathically boop them. 
I think we decided it was like 120 feet, didn't we? This graveyard is very big. <laughs> Are there any nearby? Um, I think that the the network they've they've kind of tried to to spread it out and and try to kind of cover everything at, at points. So, um, in the in the interests of um you know, us not having to pause while you leave and go out and come back and stuff. Yes, there, you will You will get a kind of passing sensation that uh, someone's nearby that you can uh, ping, a, ping a quick text to. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just um, convey that we think that... Uh, to keep an eye out around the Protector's Enclave and the Beggar's Quarter for, um, for anyone with aberrations and to stop them if they see them around. Uh, to keep an eye out for someone named Cora Grain Grimson um, and that we are going in here because we believe there might be a path to where the ritual is taking place. Okay. Perfect. Not, not so much a tweet, but a buzz. <laughs> Very much so. I was going with an insect message instead of an instant message, but it just it doesn't quite work. <laughs> it's a good thing that they built those 5B masts. This is a cumulative from everyone. <laughs> Boo. Oh, I don't get I our, we don't we don't get our inspiration then. I'm pretty sure Sean said if I, if nobody groaned at my next pun, we'd all get inspiration. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. It was just the accumulation of puns. It was yeah. It was the riff. <laughs> well done, team. So also I rolled a 23 insight just to go into check <laughs> vibe check, Mr. Doorbell. Um I mean, you, you rolled a 28, so even a 23 is... Uh... He's a very friendly guy. Um, very dangerous guy, but a very friendly guy. I feel like just getting... I don't know. I'm just getting a feeling that there are l- l- more onion layers than we initially presented. I think the correct term is there are more cheese layers. That would be the correct term. Unless Eltrion's favorite food. Speaking of which, can I interest anyone in some cheese while we walk? Nope. You, buddy. That my mother's. I'm. I'm okay. Thank you. I am curious. Maybe <laughs> next time. I, I still need to try this cabbage as well. Good. So, uh, is everyone heading further into the catacombs? Yeah. As, mm. as yep. the, the, the fade outline, just like I oh, like the way Jakarth more is more that makes it fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, spread some of the best homemade goods I've ever had in my life are you, are, you, are you trying to rub it in the fact that I had to sleep in a bush all night and just pat him on the back sacrifices my friend sacrifices yep yep it's been I've missed working with you <clears throat> sacrifices <laughs> The car just pulls a boo card out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's from your deck of many things. Yeah. Just a ghost or something. Um, as you head down into uh, the catacombs, um, you you reach the bottom um, after about 50, 60 feet. Um, it's, it's fairly shallow. Um, the walls are quite makeshift. Um, they've kind of been excavated out, but then um, 
and very roughly so um, and then inlaid with um shale and rocks and just even the odd bone um it seems like just whatever they pulled out when making this additional um area they've um uh, kind of utilized to um to line the, the the walls and give them a bit more stability as well um a couple of points you reach a fork in the path um but there is generally a, a it's, it's generally a choice between where we can hear the noises echoing from this one and not from this one which way do you want to go it's that kind of choice uh, I mean, feel free to make the wrong ones if you like. Um, the narration is going to be the same. Um, railroad? What? <laughs> yeah. um, eventually, you start to find some of the um, the sources of these noises. Um, a number of... Um, considering the rushed nature of most of the tunnels um these are much more um much more sturdy much more um uh, a lot more effort has gone into kind of creating these cages effectively um to ensure that the creatures that they have um brought here stay here for whatever purpose they're um, they're holding them for the creatures within um most of you have never seen the like um creatures with um um uh, who have been transformed in um, horrific ways usually from humanoid stock um occasionally from quadrupedal stock um it, it, you see the odd person that presumably once was a centaur um however um their bodies have been um, split apart in unnatural places. Um, they've got growths of um, spikes and scales and um, all manner of um, things that wouldn't naturally occur in these people. Um, Arcana, I'm sorry to say, you've seen a fair few of these um, different uh, uh, mutations in your time uh there's a there, you know there's a few new ones it's not like you've seen every mutant that, that there ever was um but a lot of them you kind of recognize the strains almost of the you know what virulent um disease has affected them thankfully um the cages seem to be proof enough to hold them so unless you were to deliberately try and open any of these, um, you're not in, in any immediate danger. Can I just check? Uh, it would have taken more than 10 minutes for us to walk down from the mausoleum entrance to where we are. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, lovely. Uh, along the way to Salem would have been like geeing everyone off. And like, yes, you know what? This sounds scary, but I believe that we can all do this. Between everyone's skills, I think we've got the perfect team here. Well done, everyone. Uh, and uh, you, you all get 14 temporary hit points for inspiring the Nice. Very good. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I feel genuinely inspired. 
Oh, good. I, I, I was practicing that before on my own. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad it worked. Do we, do we think this is good? That there's all these creatures still in cages? Does that mean that they've not been used? Or does that mean they've been made already? And that's a bad thing. These creatures look similar to creatures that Iltron and myself have come across before. They do? Look like they've been spliced together, sort of thing, in the same sort of fashion. Um, most of them seem to be um, almost a, a step evolved from that. So a lot of the um, creations that you, you'd seen were um, more um, that there was there was artifice there. There was there was a deliberate design almost in the parts that were chosen. Um, whereas this seems more like um, it's happened on a molecular level, um, on, on a cellular level. These uh, creatures have um, been inflicted with a, um, a, a pathogen of some sort, and that has um, uh, changed their very fiber to to warp them. Elchon, you don't think Jor this is something that Jorok was looking to achieve ultimately, do you? I think this is something that was beyond what Durok was capable of on his own. Unless he found some remarkable source of power. Honestly, like, it would be impressive if it wasn't so horrific. Well, what? such things do exist. Like, um, I don't know, some all-powerful entity from another dimension. I was just about to say that, some world-eating god. Does sound not without the realm of probability. He can't have come back again, surely. Not, especially not in such a sort of short space of time. I wouldn't have thought that the first time, my friend. But who knows? Right. Just looking at the, um, the creatures with a kind of mixture of pity and a sense of or the uh, the power that was capable of achieving this like if it wasn't so unethical you get the impression that the Eldrium would be genuinely wanting to know how it's done is uh is arcana holding up um, her hand or are you holding up your hand that's me just me just little old evie holding up her hand um sorry i had i had just a little question um, yeah. of from arcana's interactions and knowledge and also research into these sorts of creatures are they are they conscious do they retain memory um from what you're aware um they the creatures that um come from the, this uh, um uh that the, the spawn from these diseases um they they retain very little of um the original host. Um, uh, it's hard to say whether they retain any memories, but certainly um, they don't respond to their old names. They don't um, seem to retain any um, behaviors. Um, it's almost as if whatever host it is that um, that warps them um, takes over the mind and, and kind of 
it becomes the the creature from that point. Moira. Talia? I just want to check, from a medical standpoint, I want to just kind of see if how far along all of them were, if there are any that might be, for example, less far along in this, if there are any that could possibly be saved, like if it's a path, like an, a pathogen-based thing. Mm. How close are you looking to get? Because if you were heading up close, <laughs> I'd definitely suggest you didn't. Not too, but... <laughs> You know, doctor, doctor, I'll just doctor, keep an doctor. eye. I'll be side eyeing, ready to sort of be like, "Woo!" If you look like you're going to get within fifteen feet of them, sort of thing. Um, I'll, I'll allow a kind of medicine check from a distance, like just giving them a giving them a once over. Uh, that is a, a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Um. You, you feel like it was a, it would be unlikely. Um, whatever it is that has um, taken these um, creatures over um, seems to be so all pervasive that it um, nothing remains of the original host. And for all intents and purposes, that person died as soon as it became the creature. Um, and there's there aren't any that. Or, or even kind of just a little bit gone. Like they, by the time they're taken down here, they're they're the ones that are. They are what they are now. Yeah, just see if I can make any notes I can, just in case we do see something that shares. Like it might be on the process, but yeah, there's there's nothing left of them. Just walking up beside you and looking over at them saying it's kind of impressive isn't it biologically yes ethically just because you can't do something doesn't mean you should ain't that the truth still new form of life not everyone can say they've achieved that. Wait until this is just your Tuesday. <laughs> Wait until you've lived it nearly your entire life. I mean, it's wrong. But in the right hands, imagine the applications. We could save lives. Help people. But what Something. What people? was in that cheese? <laughs> It's an odd-looking mould, now that you mention it. You say that, Ultrion, but what impact do you think it has on the people that it affects? Oh, I agree with you, Jakarth. There's nothing we can do to save these people. But I'm not even saying it's possible, but if there was a way that this, this research, this power could be turned to good, isn't that worth exploring? You might find it I know, I know you, uh, you humanoids seem to have a very strict sense of ethics about these things, but you might find that some people are willing volunteers. We certainly did. 
Especially if it's some for us, a greater good. Some of us are not always willing. Some of us have have to go for it out of necessity. So you find the willing ones? Even willing, there's a range of reasons. You might be willing to do whatever it takes to save your life or to move forward, but you're not prepared for the repercussions because you just don't know. But what if, by willingly submitting yourself for this kind of experimentation, you might save the entire of your race? Would you not sacrifice yourself to save your hive? guys want to, after everything is done, uh, you know, take some of these spores, I guess, and do your own experiments on willing participants, by all means, go ham, but leave Ragnar out of it. This transformation is more of an all or nothing kind of deal. These people are, you're either fully aberration and not you, or you're a person. In my experience, there isn't an in-between. So what do you suggest we do with the ones that are in the cages? Ignore them for now and think about it later, or do they need release? Permission for the moment. When we're done, that's about their misery. Very well. So, um, uh, carry on. Sounds like a plan to me. Just hope nobody opens up these cages and sends them after us, but uh, you're keeping an ear to the ground, so to speak. Uh, I could try and lay a trap of some sort. Does anybody have any anything that makes any loud, any, any like mistins or anything like that? I could try to set up like a string, and if anybody comes into this room and knocks it, that could alert us to their presence, depending on how much further in we go. It's it's more like they're kind of inlaid into the the, the walls. So some some of the um these, these corridors just have cages just coming off the side. Rather than right. it being a large chamber that you've walked into. Oh okay. Right. So there's multiple ways to be to get to them. Yeah. Whoever who, okay. whoever looks like they're the most perceptive, just keep keep an ear out okay and just in case uh I don't have ears, but I will try. Well, quite. Whatever, whatever, fac- whatever faculties are available to you will be most appreciated. Quite quite so. Very lovely antenna, if I may say so myself. <laughs> okay, I'll keep you in the air out, or two. Well um, done. Lion's Den. As you continue the way you were going, um, so the, the chambers have been, um, the, the corridor has been seeming a lot more worked um, as you came into the area where um, creatures are being held. Um, so much less of the um, the roughshod appearance and it's starting to look much more like um, this has opened out into um, an existing basement, perhaps um, one that um, already um, had been carved out, but that um, has been accessed by um, the tunnels that have been dug um, slightly more makeshift. You turn a corner and you can see at the end of this 
this hallway. There is a large gate, a large, um, mostly metal um, door, um, two, two doors, in the middle of which is a, um, a relief of a skull with four eye sockets. Um, it's not literally a kind of model of the skull, if you kind of imagine just like um, slightly 3D, but mostly sort of flat, so it only kind of projects about a, an inch or so. Um, but as I say, a skull with um, slightly elongated forehead and um, two sets of um, eye holes, um, one above each other to make a kind of four, um, these four eye sockets. Um, it's lit. This, this chamber is lit by a couple of um, sconces, and you can see written on a plaque above the door. Um, this this portal just um, uh, the letters kind of um, rather than being carved in. It's it's like the kind of um, uh, embe embellished out embossed that's the word i'm looking for um with a phrase quadruplet hijinks club wary of kalemvor's gaze that is quadruplet hijinks club wary of kalemvor's gaze and i'm going to post that in our players chat for uh, for your reference thank you if that is a one big anagram sean that is cruel <laughs> I, I rolled the d20, Sean, but my mm -hmm. real-life investigation has a minus six modifier, so I don't have a fucking clue. Um, I don't expect you to solve my riddles in person um, live. If you do not wish to, I am more than willing to give um, hints if you want to roll a stat. To roll, please. That is absolutely fine. Um, I'm happy for you to kind of pick a skill that you um, think would apply in the situation. Um, if you can give me an example as to why this would be um, the skill that you pick. You will pick investigation, because what is solving a riddle if not investigating for the truth? <laughs> well argued, yeah. Please roll me an investigation check. Excellent. Uh, so that is that is 25 25 okay um by the way close your ears if you don't want a hint and you want to try and solve it yourself but um for those of you who are going to um listen to my first hint um so arcana kind of molds the phrase over uh, in her mind a bit and the choice of words seems strange um you kind of focus in on um, some of the, the, the words that use letters that you're not used to seeing a lot. Um, I can keep going if uh, if I'm still being obtuse. I've already decided that whoever wrote this is evil and must be killed, so it doesn't really matter what it <laughs> says. I think to say, I think <laughs> Nat is like quadruplet rather than quadruplet or quadru something else. Tessalin is uh, distracted by thinking, oh, I'm a quadruped. A quadruped hijinks club sounds fun. 
that is her contribution to this puzzle. So, um, to make, make slightly more obvious um, what I was hinting at, um, you notice that this phrase appears to have um, at least one of every letter. It is not an anagram, it is a pangram. One last minute. Sorry, can I roll for a hint with being a cleric, please? Oh. Yeah, a religiosity check for um, the mention of Clemvor. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, please make me... Um, I mean, are you arguing for religion or were you hoping for a more wisdom and therefore to your niche-based skill check? Um, can, can I argue for insight? Yeah, I'll let you argue My for... field of religion. You can ins- insight check the uh, the human involvement in this uh, this. Why would this anyone puzzle? do such a thing? Yeah. <laughs> what was their qualia? Uh, ooh, ooh, that's good. Uh, that is a twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Nice. nice. So, drawn to the um, religious aspect of this puzzle. You um, you focus in on the, the mention of Kalemvor, and um, you look at the um, the skull embossed um, between the two doors, um, and you would be aware that some representations of Kalemvor do have um, this kind of orientation of of four eye sockets, um, and in looking at the skull on the door you start thinking about four four eye sockets quadruplet maybe the number four has something to do with the solution to this sorry how big are these eye holes and how far apart are they Ooh, the eye holes look like they could comfortably fit um, a a spherical object about kind of maybe golf ball sized. Four letter E's in the puzzle, if that means anything. There are. It's coincident. You're saying it's easy. As part of your investigation, I think it would be fair to say that maybe you're kind of investigating, like, you know, just touching the puzzle, seeing if there's anything. And as you pass your hand over one of the E's, um, it does come loose. (laughs) Is is the actual reaction. Seize the E's. The E's, because I was thinking E's, like the eyes need to be staring at the holes. If the E's come out, maybe put the E's in the eye holes. Why are you heading oh, Why are you saying You're so clever. As you um, place the E's into the four eye sockets, um, you do hear a satisfying clicking noise and the hiss of air as um, a previously uh, sealed chamber is um, 
is, is opened. Um, and with the, the kind of gush of air, you do start to hear noises from the other side of the room. Um, you can hear that there are... Um, um, Thank God. I the, thought you were going to say you hear the sound of a hundred cages opening behind you. <laughs> um, not yet. Um, <laughs> you hear the sound of um, metal scraping against metal um, as if it's moving at a very high speed. Uh, you can hear crackling, fizzing noises. Um, slightly more worrying, you hear um, a kind of strained wheeze um, from tortured lungs. And you can also hear kind of faint murmuring, almost chanting um, from a number of voices on the other side. Um, those of you who... D does anyone speak Abyssal? Oh, oh, I might actually. Hang on. Yes. Nope. Where's my languages? Where are my languages? Um, yes, yes, I do. Okay. Uh, but those of you who speak Abyssal would um, uh, understand the words, we welcome the mother. Just repeated over and over. We welcome the mother. We welcome the mother. The doors, the doors are not yet open. This is just kind of what has come to you on the breeze. Bad breeze. Oh. Do we? Do we think we just stop them talking, and that'll be enough, and that, that'll that'll stop the the ritual? Uh, either we're too late, or they're just very enthusiastic. I like to think that we're just in time. What, what was the plan? S storm in, shut them up. I'm gonna push a button on my. Well, actually, I'm gonna wait until we're absolutely ready to storm in, and then I'm gonna coat my dagger in poison. Nice. Okay. Uh, Sean, can we see the room beyond, like in terms of the size of it? Um. So, you, if you imagine kind of the two doors, um. You've you've unlocked it um, and un, un, kind of sealed this room so that you can hear what's going on, on the other side. Um, unless you want to tell me that you have done otherwise, um, there's not enough of a gap for you to peer through just yet. No. Uh, but I'm happy for you to kind of creak the door open if stealthily, if you wish. Mm. Or you can yeah, just yeah. I in. think so. I think I'd want to. I, I would certainly want to have a little bit of a glance. Mm -hmm. Um. Then... Okay. Give me a stealth check. See if you can do this um, without too much noise. Uh, so one, but I can I can do something to stop that. Okay. There's some sorcery thing because that I, that can't go well with this door and that roll. Yeah. Um, magical guidance. Yeah. So I'm going to use magical guidance, which means that when I make an ability check that fails, and I'm going to assume in that one probably fails. Um, I can spend one sorcery point to re-roll it and let's see what happens. You stay optimistic, David, you know. I just, it's I okay. don't. I mean, sometimes the, the plot just wants what it wants and it, it makes the <laughs> dice roll accordingly. So that's a nine with a plus nine. five. Okay, so four, 14 in total. It's not It's not too bad. It's um, above averagely stealthy, but maybe not as um, quiet as you would have liked. Uh, there is definitely a kind of wine... Um, from the door hinges as um, you kind of creak it open, um, but you feel like with the uh, the whirring noise on the other side um, that 
you, you probably have managed to get away with it to an to a degree. Um, as you um, creak the door open and you're able to kind of peer through, um, and as much as this may disrupt the atmosphere, I'm happy for you to kind of do a Scooby-Doo boom, 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 as you all peer around the corner. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, but we'll, we'll do it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> with, with solemn faces. As you peer around the corner, um, Eltrion is greeted with a sight that seems quite familiar, um, not so much to the other four. Um, you can see a large um, gyroscopic device um, already whirring at um, a very fast pace, and you can see that the beginnings of a um, crackling portal are beginning to open. Um, Arcana would recognize on the other side of that portal um, the world that she just left behind. Um, already creaching... Uh, encroaching through this portal is a um, creature made of the fused torsos of a number of humanoids. Um, a couple of dozen, um, just the upper torsos um, in a kind of horrific mockery of a millipede. Um, this is our curse. We avoided through. them. We avoided them before, and now they're here to haunt us, Evie. Or was this the, the reward of your, um, your arcane eye? I gave you an <laughs> insight into your future battles. You can see a raid around um, this. Uh, it, it's difficult to kind of get a real count, um, but probably 10 to 15 um, cultists, um, including a couple who look um, more important than the others. Um, their, their robes are slightly more embellished, slightly more um, ornate. And again, in a kind of similar fashion to the um, clergy of Kalemvor, One person does notice the door opening and um, turns uh, one of the people in the ornate robes. And a number of you would recognize Deacon Tyria as she turns around and just kind of smiles in a not too reassuring way as she clocks your faces. There's a figure stood next to her, which appears to be a um, a blonde-haired elf, uh, elven man. Presumably none of us recognize who that is. Well, unless it's the one who I previously saw the image of. Eltrion would recognize from um, having gleaned that from um, the, the cultist's mind. It's that bloke whose name I definitely remember. Matthiok. Quite. Oh, um, this, this no, is not, not the, the bearded person. No, uh, oh, there, the there was there was there was a a, a vision that um, uh, started to to try and resolve itself of a yeah. um, maybe half elven person um, with, with the spectacles, spectacles, beard. Yeah. Um, but before that, um, there, you you got a vision of the person that recruited the cultist, and that oh. is the person that is stood in front of you. Um, or a green crimson. I've got or a green crimson. Oh, Cora. Right, yes, 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 yes. Question. The mm -hmm. fused people coming through Portal, I don't recognise any of them as the previous Doomsday Party, do I? Um, no, you, you don't. Okay. So, because of the way that this creature is fused together, it is literally um, just the kind of upper torso. Um, and it's almost as if um, the torso of 
the next victim has been um, fused into the bottom of uh, the, the the neckline of the torso behind it. It's just awful. <laughs> In terms of the topography of the room, like how tall is the ceiling and stuff? Are we talking a cavern or are mm. we talking like a crevice? So the creature coming through the gate is... Um, uh, one one would say perhaps gargantuan in size. So if you imagine a, um, a very large hallway, um, nice. which um, again is the the arches and um, the kind of gothic style um, uh, architecture is very reminiscent of the um, the Temple of Kalimbor. Very cool. I have another question relating to the the open doorway. Mm -hmm. Is it too late to use the ceiling device? Does it all need to be kind of smushed back in first? Um, it's not too late. Um, you get the sense that this is the weak point that you will need to seal, um, and then maybe just deal with the creature that's already come through. Um, you can see that um, from this. Um, where, where you are is quite close to the last point on the planet that you were there um, when you were there. So it won't take long for them to kind of summon Ragnarok through if uh, if they were to co uh, convince her to move herself. What do we, what do we think priorities are? What do we think priorities are? Stopping that creature from coming through any further or stopping them from chanting anymore? Do we think if we just stop them from chanting, it'll close and the creature will be just chopped up? Fireball them, stop that thing. Uh, we know fireball? I know flame strike. Could we just skip? As you kind of have this uh, this quick exchange, um, Deacon Tyria just um, calls out, "Why don't you? Uh, why don't you come in? Join us." As we greet the mother, you could you could pause for a moment and and stop and explain to us exactly what you're doing. No, no. Things are underway. There's nothing to stop us from uh, exchanging some pleasantries as we uh, welcome this new phase. Moira, you didn't know anything about this, did you? Unfortunately, no. But I haven't been back for very long. It seems like the entire temple of Kalimfor is here. I do not expect you to need to clean house. Jakarth, I have, um, I have you to thank, actually. Because you, uh, your last delivery opened my eyes, shall we say. She produces from a pocket a um, a jar with um, what appears to be pickled eyes inside it. Um, I will give this to you because it's plot relevant and I'm not going to roll and risk not happening. Um, you remember that um, Hera had taken a bunch of eyes um, from one of the um, bloat bodies that you'd found. And when um, asked to, uh, when you went to the Temple of Kalemor, you 
gave those eyes to Tyria. As she um as as she's talking to you, she opens the jar, um, takes out one of the eyes, and as one might put in a contact lens, just pops it in next to her right eye. You can see that the eye kind of moves around and as she blinks starts to move in the same way that her other natural eyes do. She puts the lid back on, pockets the jar. Why would you put a snack in your face? Big horror. Uh, buff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't That's what I love about it. this game. Sorry, sorry, Evie. Well, I can't even boo it. <laughs> what the fuck has the blight got to do with all of this? The blight is Ragnar as it first signs on this plane. Why did you put the call out for us to, for people to come back, for people to help? Because we needed more agents in the field. You know, this stands completely against the principles that we are supposed to believe in. Ragnar has opened our minds to the possibility that Everlasting life is also a form of death and therefore within Kalemvor's path. You have no idea what everlasting life feels like. Well, I believe that we are about to learn what this might entail. I swear by all of Kalemvor's worth that if you've done anything to Rex or Hera I will kill you hunt you down in the underworld and kill you again Rex left of his own accord I've not been keeping tabs on him just Patreon, can we telepathically yeah to everyone else we'll just be like I feel like can we just go and stab them? I don't think this is going to go well. I, I, I'm ready. Are you ready? Arcana will just step forward and say, I think the time for talking is gone. Pops the gun, levels it. I let out a dragon's roar and fire an arrow out. Lovely. Um, I think this is the point at which we will take our break and we will see what happens with the ensuing combat uh, in the ensuing half. Um, so, um, I mean, it's not going to be a surprise to you. Everybody knows that I said riddles, and um, the riddle today is Cora Grain Grimson. You may have guessed. So that is spelt C O R A G R A I N G R I M S O N. Once again, C O R A G R a-I-N-G-R-I-M-S-O-N. And 
as a bit of a hint. She's here. I got it. And we will see you at the got end of the break. <laughs> Welcome back to the second half of session three of At Death's Door. Um, last half, our um, intrepid party um, finished off interrogating um, the cultist and then finished off the cultist. Um, they explored um, some of the catacombs that had been um, dug out underneath this, um, this mortuary type of place. Lots of death-related words. There are probably none of them the right one, but hey-ho. Um, they discovered cages um, containing some aberrations and um, continued on their way um, down the more and more worked um, paths. Uh, they came upon a door which had a riddle, which they solved. And having opened the door, um, discovered a room on the other side, a very large chamber where a um, gyroscopic device very similar to the one that um Jorok had used um in his demiplane to uh to try and summon ivid through um arrayed around it a number of um cultists all chanting in abyssal and um and a couple of others who appeared to be um one uh Coragrain grimson the uh, the cult leader um or recruiter as you um, understand it but then also um, one Deacon Tyria, who appears to have been corrupted by the influence um, of being in possession of the eyes that had been given to her. And um, you started off by launching a couple of attacks. So, um, uh, oh, before we do jump in, we probably want the answer to the riddle, um, which I, I know that Nat and Evie got. Uh, did anyone else get? Talia, you I got? No. Um, I think Evie, I'll I'll go with you because I know that you you aren't as confident with word puzzles as the others. So uh, I would like to give you this chance. I think I've gotten it wrong. I think I actually spoke too soon. Okay. What what did you have? And it's absolutely fine. Nora is come. Oh, it sounds weird. <laughs> no, but you're you're really close. You, you yeah. Just just change the tense. Has come. F future, future tense. Will come? Um, I I can't remember my there's own. An I, there's an ing in there. Oh, a suffix. It's a continuous. Agnora is coming. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You you had it. You, your confidence was not misplaced. Uh, indeed, Ragnora is coming. So that means. Um, as you have now got another set of inspiration, the previous one has expired. I can never remember if we even use them, to be honest. Um, you now have another one. Um, I can't remember the size that I've been giving you. I'm going to give you a D10. D20, I believe it was. It was not D20. <laughs> um, I will give you a D10, and that is me being nice. Um, that can be used uh, by anyone uh, in the party if you wish to kind of just call uh, call out and say, oh, I think that we could do with passing this role. You can add your D10 to it. Um, and make, yeah, make that decision as a party. Um, however, that is not what we're doing right now. What we're doing now is rolling initiative, please. And um, 
I know that Jakarth was um, readying a bow. Um, Arcana was um, readying a shot. Um, stop stealing the wine <laughs> Um And at some point, I'll get my notepad back so that I can write all these things down. Because some of us are dinosaurs and we, you know, do things in, in this manner. Oh, interesting. Um, right. Initiative rolls. Who got 20 or higher? 23 for Tessalin. Okay. Write that a bit lower down. Oh, I can't count. Uh, 22. Oh, nice. nice. Well, thankfully, I had only written down T and 23. So, um, Grant, um, anyone anyone else um, want to profess a um, lack of love for math? Or uh, shall I continue with 15 to 20? What did uh, what did you two get? I got an 18. 17. What is um, um what are your modifiers? Eighteen's uh, higher than seventeen. I'm possibly asking because you might be sharing with some other people in the um initiative order. Oh it's plus twenty sure. I'm, I'm sure it is. Plus four. Plus five. I, I, I don't believe this. I rolled fucking well on my initiative for once, and now it's like, oh, well, 17 trillion other things I've done better. Not happy. I'm not coming anymore. <laughs> um, okay, hang on. I didn't mean it that way. I realised what I just said. I didn't take it that way until you then had to clarify it. It I just back off the anyway. Thanks for that. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm a rogue. I'm gonna rogue. I'm very impressed by the cleric being uh, being in the twenties, though. I have actually quite a decent dex because I think it's not my main stat. Um, right. I think I'm only missing Arcana. What did you roll? Rosie fourteen. What's your dex modifier? Uh, plus four. Okay. Uh, cool. Then we are off. Cue the abyssal-themed battle music. Um, what does that sound like? Before we do anything, um, who were Jakarth and Arcana um, doing their their um, uh, held attacks against? Crater McBitch face. Okay. Um, please make me a um, an, an attack roll. I'm sorry, Cat. I, I can't see the stats. You're, you're sat on my monsters. Am I am I able to do this with uh, Sharpshooter? Uh, yes. Go on then. You took the feet, then. That's a natural twenty. Uh, no, yes. you can't. You For can't. A Thirty-three. Uh, well, it would be 28 with the minus five. Um, this is multi-shot. <laughs> I, I'm going to pump everything into this shot. I'm, so I'm going to I'm going to give you a hint. Don't because no. she had 33 HP. Well, I might not do 33 damage. 
Oh, was it a 33 to, a 33 to, hit? to hit? Yeah. All right, in that case, pump everything in. I got ahead of myself there. I thought that that was the damage, and I thought, oh. Okay. Spoilers. That was a spoiler. Well, you rolled a natural 20. So. Yeah, so that's that. For some reason, that didn't do the crit, so I need to roll that again. Damn. Okay, so hang on. That is, that's 20. Plus that, 26. Favoured foe and dreadful strikes and ping are in the back of her mind. Give her a good flick, like you do on the bottom of someone's ear. Uh, that's uh, 29. And then my, um, I'm going to do a one of my superior ranges way for a second then um i would very much like to do a pushing attack and try and push her into ragnar if possible it sends her 15 feet back she needs to make a strength saving threes and i'll do an additional da damage hopefully she dies from this i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna give you um if it's only 15 feet that you can push her you're not gonna push her through the um through the thing, uh, okay. but she did only make a six, so. Okay, well I did 35 plus the 10 for sharpshoot, so 45 points of damage in total. There you go, it's almost prophetic. Uh, yes, you have taken her out with your with your shot. Um, Evie, what's our, who, who, who's Arcano gonna shoot at? Left. Um, well, you've got Cora Grain or you've got a variety of cultists. Okay. Um... I don't appear to have... Okay. Okay, I think... Can I... Is there... Are the cultists, like, quite close together, would you say? They're kind of arrayed around the room. Um, it's it's not like they're all in a, in, in a clump. Um, I learned my lesson. Um, you, you could get a couple of them if you've got something that um, uh, affects multiple targets, but... Uh, um, I was I was hoping to grease the floor and have their first round being Scooby Dooing, just slip and slide, and but that's not happening. Um, so what I will do is I will just fire a firebolt at the big glom. The huge um, creature. Please do. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, nineteen for a thirty-one. 31 to hit. 30, 30. Uh, 19 plus 11 to hit, yeah. It hits. Yay! Cool. Roll um, me your damage. Any... And I don't have an ally within five feet, so I do not get sneak attack. Um, we, you don't we have all... an ally within five feet of the creature, no. Mm. Um, and because this is a surprise round, I don't get any bonus actions, so it's just a straight one? Yes, yeah. Oh. So I wanted to check. I rolled pretty well, actually. Um. So nine plus eight is seventeen fire damage. Seventeen fire damage. Yes. Um, as you um, blast the creature, you um, notice that its um, its its tough skin appears to be proof against the fire. But you learned that as early. That, as I see that, just the barrel rolls as I change the setting. Perfect. Uh, right now we get into the um, initiative proper and um, Moira. 
is up first. No, <laughs> no, sorry. It's because I, I I need to write out full names. To Salin is first. It's a T, which I read as Talia. I'm going to write out your full name. <laughs> to Salin. Whose name I still haven't really written. Really. <laughs> Uh, great. Um, how far away is Cora? Cora Grain is about thirty foot in to the room. Great, handy. Uh, to Salem will uh, will fly over, uh, doing that sort of arcing, uh, spinning fly, like like a torpedo spin. Uh, fly over to her, and I'm going to stab her. With my dagger, my venomous dagger. Oh, that's only a fourteen to hit. Um, on Cora Grain, uh, that is not going to hit. Yeah, that's very disappointing. Sorry. Uh, Salem's gonna. <laughs> I think she's just so enthusiastic that she's sort of, uh, she's getting into her spin. She's excited, and then she just kind of overspins and just goes ah, ah, ah. Okay, uh, and is. Just gonna say sorry to everyone else. I missed, and I'm gonna bonus action disengage. I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't go anywhere, can I? Because I've used my thirty feet to get over to her. Mm, yeah. So you could. You so I'm not gonna be uh, invoking a dodge. Anyway. Um, Dodge does not put on my... It's a reaction. It's not a bonus action. I see. In that case, I have no bonus action, and I'm just there. Okay. Um, drawing fire. Moira, you are now up next. Actually, usually never a good idea for the cloak to go early. Let me... <laughs> I just want to get rid of Grimson because I feel having the guys in charge is going to be a problem. So let's go big. I have two fifth level spells now. Um, I am going to aim it so it doesn't hit Sailin and cast a flame strike, which is a deck saving throw on their part. Okay. I will roll that and that is a an 18 I'm afraid that's fine it's still half damage so that is 4d6 halved 4d6 please roll that how many d6s do I have enough uh that is uh that's no. That's great. That's great. That's great. I can't count. Uh, Eighteen points halved, so nine. Nine. Perfect. Um. Okay. Bonus actions. Uh. Don't have anything low enough, so I am just going to kind of hide behind other people. So I can get ready to do things later. Um, okay, if that's everything on your turn, um, then it is the cultists next. 
So, um, most of them are, because uh, this is quite a large chamber, most of them are a bit too far away to be able to um, do anything. But, um, let's see, uh, Tassalin flew in next to um, Coragrain, and that's it at this point, isn't it? No, everyone else is kind of more or less in the starting mm-hmm. positions. So Yes, um, I am the meat shield. Fight me, everyone. I can take you all on. Ah! So there's a couple that are close to um, Coragrain, and Coragrain himself will... Um, make attacks on you. Um, the other cultists are just going to kind of run in. Um, they're close enough that when they run in, they can do it, but they've got to kind of use their, their action to do it. Um, so those of you still at the door are kind of uh, beset upon, and uh, I will make some rolls against Tosalin. So in my head, I know what dice is what. That was cocked. Okay. Um, does a 12 hit you? No. Does a 16 hit you? No. Does a uh, 21 hit you? Yes. Then, where are my d4s at? Oops. Hello again. <laughs> that is, is helping you find the d4s. That is eight points of... Um, uh, bludgeoning damage from um, Cora Grain, um, who is wielding a uh, rather nasty-looking mace with a, um, a kind of s- stone skull worked into the end. Um, as a bonus action, Cora Grain is also going to use spiritual weapon on you, and a, a floating effigy of a four-eyed skull is going to bite you. Ah, rude. Yeah, uh, but only for a. Um, 12 so 12 to hit or 12 points 12 to hit oh, okay yes nothing Back off. nothing doing just um, it away no. that is all of the cultists um and cat you, you can't sit there i think you'll find she can <laughs> can and will <laughs> says <Cat. laughs> um david uh, eltrion is up next uh, Cooley. Am I? Uh, yes. Were you, not... were you? Jakarth had an 18. I, I had a 17. Yeah, I think it's me first. Okay, I wrote you the wrong way around. I'm doing That's well right. today. Um, uh, it probably yes. would have made more sense because then I could have given you the. But, but it's fine. We'll stick with it. <laughs> Sorry. I, fine, I just pretend we just... didn't say anything. Oh, no, don't worry about it, mate. It's fine. It's You've got so many things to keep track of. I mean, yes, but I should also be able to remember which voice said which number, um, which I apparently am unable to do. Um, okay, Josh. I'm going to look to Eltrion and say, give me a boost, and then I'm going to fire two arrow shots at two random cultists. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, please. Hold the numbers. Sharpshooter! I apologise for that. Swing. That's a 17 to hit on the first Hits. one. Rangers in disguise. <laughs> and a 26 to hit. 26 will also hit. Uh, that is going to be 21 points of damage on the first one. You puncture one, cultist. And the second one will be a... I'm going to, this one, I'm going to add my dreadful strike store. 
That is going to be 25 points of piercing damage. You perforate another one. Oh, uh, yeah. Down straight away. And then I'll sort of have my foot up, ready to hop onto whatever Eltron decides he's going to do next. I don't know what it is, but, you know, the audience doesn't, so... Are you? Yeah, you, you, you don't even know how this is going to work. Nope. <laughs> um, okay, so you are holding presumably a movement for whatever it is that you two have discussed in the break. Um, okay, well, put us out of our misery then, if that's the end of Jakar's turn. Um, what is Eltron indeed going to uh, do? Oh, sorry. I'm not going to bother with any of this, this cantrip malarkey. So, um... Eltrion will um, sort of step forward say, a boost you want, is it? Let's see what I can do. Uh, there's a sense of uh, psionic energy uh, beginning to pool. And what I'd like to happen is this. A sort of 10-foot little gate opens uh, below Jakarth's feet. And as he feels like he's going to fall into it, a beast begins to corporealize between his legs. A ten-foot-high beast, a ten-foot-long beast, and it forms into the shape of what looks like a red dragon. Come on. Is, is this literally... Are you summoning a dragon? What spell is this? Uh, this is... Um, what you've got? A, a summon draconic spirit. Uh-huh. So it's okay. a, a, a spirity dragon. But, nice. uh, yeah. You know. Seemed, it, seemed, it seemed fitting given the, the the lineage and the history. Uh, and as is, you know, very much heroic. Um, my bonus action, I'm going to establish a telepathic bond with my dragon so that I can speak into its mind. And uh, like the hero that I am, I'm going to just hide around the, the, the corner again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, out, I'm out of the way. It's fun. Like, like a hero. A, a strategic positioning. People I will, will, I will... will paint murals of uh, this, this heroic moment, <laughs> oh. Eltrion, I'm sure. Oh, it'll, it'll be sung of by bards. Boldly brave Sir Eltrion. I, I will charitably say that a couple of the, um, the the cultists that were swarming towards you are the ones that got um, arrowed in the head. So uh, there, there are no opportunity attacks as you uh, disappear. Heroically, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well. Oh, it is a concentration spell, so it's really, I'm thinking of Jakarth oh. at this point. You don't want him falling on his ass. Uh, I mean, who 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 does? Uh, the that'll be my turn. The draconic spirit takes its turn immediately after mine. Go for um, it. So, in terms of forgive me, I always need to be caught up in these things because my mind doesn't quite capture all of the the information. So we've got random uh, NPCs running at us, mm-hmm. culty types. Um, the priest was taken out. Yeah, Tyria was taken down almost immediately. Cool. Um, my dragon can fly. Uh, can it fly into a position where, let's say, let's say uh, a thirty-foot cone would hit a lot of these things potentially? Um, I would say that because a number of them have, uh, and ent- kind of entered this fight, um, you could probably get. A- Four, five, I'd say. Cool. Uh, so the first one, I've got a, um, a melee attack, which is 10 foot reach. Mm-hmm. So I get two of those bad boys. So I'm just going to aim at the, the first the first cultist that's, you know, when it's within 10 feet, having kind of moved around, if you like, to, to fire up the, the juice. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, be a plus 10 to hit. Um, so that's a 29. That'll hit. And second attack would be a 17. What's it? Um, sorry, I've not used this spell before. It's all right. Uh, 1d6 plus 4 plus 5. 1d6 plus 9. Okay, so that's 2d6 plus 18. Uh, because they both hit. Um, so that's 21 points of um, melee weapon attack damage. Doesn't say slashing or anything, so I just presume standard damage. Mm-hmm. And then a breath weapon, which was destructive energy in a 30-foot cone. Now, I can use any kind of energy uh, that the dragon would have resistance to, and having seen the ineffectiveness of fire, Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna acid up this bad dragon. Um, okay. So uh, dexterity saving throw versus eighteen. I will do this. I've got my five dice. Right, the highest of those is a twenty non-natural. Cool. Um. That is the only one that gets above your DC. The rest fail. Okay, so the ones that fail will all take uh, five acid. Okay. And the other will take half, which, um, depending on how you want to round it down or up, it will either be two I, or three. I will be consistent. I round down for you. I will round down for them. Cool. Um, and cool. then the remainder of the movement will be used, uh, because we're not in opportunity attack range of melee, will be used to fly up to the uh, the ceiling and uh, give Jakarth as much of a view of the battlefield uh, okay. as, as possible. And that is it. Perfect. Um, all right. Following um, Eltrion, it is Arcana, because uh, you want to tie with the Abyssal creature. Um, so for my action, I'm going to take out of my just my bag, uh, Barbara. Set her down, uh, sew up the the little back very very quickly in less than six seconds, um, and she has now become my force ballister. Ballister, ballister, ballister. That's how you say it. And she's um, that's my action. She looks a little bit different this time. She's still pink and horned and adored and adorable, but um, her eyes when she opens them are actually blue this time, just to signify the slight difference. She's gonna waddle forward ten feet um, and open her beak very very wide um, with a mock kind of noise um, as gonna fire an attack roll at the at the at the horrible thing, the humanoid centipede. Awesome. Um, so I have a plus what to hit, uh, spell attack, so it's, oh yes, plus 11. So 18 plus 11, I can't maths, hit? Uh, 29, but it hits. Ooh, and that is 2d8 force damage, and it's pushed five feet backwards. Mm-hmm. Just no save, just it's pushed five feet back. Sweet. Four, five, six, uh, seven force damage, so it's not very much, but... No worries at all. Um, I was very confused. I was looking. I was like, "Why?" I, I swear that the, uh, the the creature took some damage. Uh, no, it was fire. It did not. Um, and that was force, uh, which seems to work. Um, sorry, I said that in a very uncertain way. That worked. No, no subtext there. 
force damage is on the good list. Uh, anything else? That's that action and bonus. That was that was action and bonus action. Perfect. Uh, in that case, it is the creature's turn. Um, you kind of blast it with this this force push, and it it stumbles backwards slightly into the. Um, uh, back into the uh, the portal that's opening, um, but um, redoubles its efforts and um, it's going to surge forward. Um, its speed is such that it will be able to um, surge forward um, uh, at least to, to sail in. I think it's not quite... I hadn't kind of elaborated the exact measurements of the room. I'm going to say that the, the chamber is about 80 foot. So if Jakarth was literally kind of trying to fly right at the top, um, would be kind of well out of the creature's range, even at the, the size of it. Um, the creature will take a couple of attacks at Tessalin, though. Um, so the first is a grasping hands attack, and it is going to try and grip you in um, some of its um, upper torso limbs, uh, which will be... Didn't roll well on the dice, but I do have a nice little modifier, 22. Oof, yeah, now that will hit. Um, right. Remove your hands from me, don't you know who I am? Um, right. That is 21 points of uh, piercing damage as these kind of uh, putrid nails um, sharpened presumably on the uh, the tough ground of the uh, the rocky tundra it's just emerged from um, pierce into your arms as it grips you. If I'm grappled, can I uncanny dodge? Um, I'm going to say yes because it is uncanny. Um, Thanks. Great. That, that, that is that is all of the reasoning I, I feel that I need. Um, <laughs> you know, how, how did she do that? Uh, uncanny, isn't it? Um, uh, that's ten, then instead of twenty-one. Cool. Um, as you as you well uh, guessed, though you are, are gripped by a number of um, these this uh, creature's uh, limbs, so you are restrained and. Oh, just, just restrained. No, no, no and gra grappled and restrained. Yeah. Um, it is then going to um, its um, tongue, um, which you you can see kind of has um, dried and hardened, and there are kind of rasping um, serrated ridges on it. The tongue is going to lash out at you and try to uh, grip you, uh, to pull you in to be a, an additional torso. Oh no. You don't want me. I, I I have a insectoid husk instead of skin. Does a seventeen hit you? No. I did not roll well that time. Um, yeah. So you you manage to um, to kind of uh, move yourself in such a way that um, even though it's gripping you to it, you don't get swallowed. No carapace um, for you, Hansy. That is uh that is its turn so we go back to the top of the round and to Salin, it is your turn i would like to try and stab myself free please okay i'm glad that you added free to that 
<laughs> just like, no, I just like this. Uh, come on, dice. Okay, that's better. That's a 21. 21 hits. Okay. I, I assume you're attacking the creature gripping you. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I guess the intention is she's trying to, if she's being grappled by hands, she's trying to stab at the hands. Just like, no, get, get off. Cool. Um, and just, just to, um, mechanically, you can attempt to DC to, a DC to, to escape. Are you are you trying to escape rather than to do damage, or are you? Um, this is just your reaction to try and stab and, and try and get out. Oh uh, no, she, she's stabbing to damage, uh, okay. and, and if the hand happens to let go of her because of that, then great. But she's not trying to like forcibly tr- remove herself. Okay, cool. With strength. Just wanted to be clear on the mechanics before we did any other further rolling. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so base damage. Ooh, spicy. Uh, that's ten piercing uh and then plus uh i don't know if it'll take it but it's 2d10 poison damage okay um poison seems fine oh great uh then it takes 14 poison damage on top of that and then uh Oh, I forgot. I should be having advantage because I'm a swashbuckler. I mean, it didn't matter this round, but it should have. I should have done it the last round. So, I mean, roll it now and see if you get a crit. Uh, No, I do not. (laughs) Well, but I do get my sneak attack though, right? Yes, yes. As a swashbuckler, but you only need advantage on the attack. Yeah. Uh. So that's an extra 5d6. Which, when I settle, comes to a grand total of... Any minute now. 13. Sneak attack damage. Cool. Thank you. Sweet. Um, uh, yes, you do indeed stab away. So that was interesting. 24 plus the... Um, 13. Um, it does drop you. <gasps> yeah! Nice. Well, in that case, I will um, bonus action disengage and fly up 15 feet. Please. Sweet. Okay. Um, right, well, yeah, perfect. That's everything on your turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moira, you're up next. Since we've got people on, like, in the air now. I want to um I want to move forward, but I want to wall walk forward so that I'm closer to the top as well as the bottom bottom in case I know healing's needed in random directions so that I'm just now walking on the walls. Okay. And then move forward and I want to cast Bane on Grimson and the creature and a random nearby cultist. Because it's only it's a three. Fine, absolutely fine. Uh, is there a? Do they get a save, or it just happens? It is a charisma, I think, for Bane. I'm just going to say I don't think that any of them are very charismatic. They're not charismatic me at any rate. I mean, you you might be right there, but um, you know, I still want to try. Um, okay, so um, Coragrain is the blue 
The creature is the red, the cultist is the bland see-through. Um, that was barely a roll, I just dropped them. I'm going to redo that because they would have all been passes. Um, and I think that's not fair. Right. Uh, did, did we determine it was charisma? Yes. Cool. Um, so the creature got a sum total of 12. And both of the others rolled um, less than 10 on the dice. So I don't imagine their mod modifiers are going to help them. Um, no, and no. Yeah. Okay, so creature, Grim, and random nearby cultist close to Salin, I guess, cool. are all baned. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. That's my action. That is my movement. And I don't have any bonuses I can do because that was a spell. So I'm just going to chill on a wall. Cool. Being very mad. Right. Um, after you, it is the cultists. Uh, I'm going to start off with Cora Grain. Um, Corgrain is going to start sending his spiritual weapon up. So, um, so you flew above the creature, which is gargantuan, and I think I think I, I want to say that's like sixty foot or thereabouts in terms of. So you're you're pretty dang high up. It's going to take ages actually for the. It depends on, you. I mean, as much as I don't want to be in range of the spiritual weapon, but it depends on if the creature lifted me up while it was mm -hmm. grappling me. Because if it didn't, I was on the floor when I attacked Cora, then was grappled, and then would have just flown 15 feet up and away. So yeah. it would just be 15 feet in the air and still below yeah. where this thing was. Technically, rules-wise, I don't think it would. I think it would just be kind of holding you in place. Um, so... Uh, yeah, uh, if you flew kind of up and away, it still won't get to you, but yeah, you're kind of, it's, you just got this skull kind of coming towards you again. Um, Corgrain, with his actual action, is going to move towards, let's see, there's very few people who are actually on the ground at this point, um, going to move towards, um, actually, why am I doing this? Um, it's just going to use, um... yeah, all right. Sorry, you're not going to like this. You say that um, as if we've been jumping for joy for everything else you've been doing this combat. Yeah. I mean, you know, you'll like this less than some of the stuff that I've done. <laughs> um, please. Uh, um. Talia, please could you make a wisdom saving throw? Cool. Um, this is probably like... not actually as good a move as I'd hoped because I've just seen what the save DC is. That is a... I can't... 22? Yeah, you're fine. Um, 
you you feel kind of um, magical energies um, encircling you, but um, whatever the effect was that they were going for, um, it has not taken hold. Uh, so yeah, I'll tick off that spell slot and we will all carry on with our day. Right. No, it could have gone the other way. It could have. It could have. It didn't. Um, Right, cultists are going to make some attacks, and um, it's going to be just people kind of surging forward towards the people who are still on the ground. Um, so, Eltrion and um, uh, Arcana. I mean, um, I'm you, very much hidden out, outside the you, room. Yeah, you've, you've gone outside the room, but like they, they saw you duck out there, so they're just going to follow you. Okay, but what I mean is, is that going to incur opportunity attacks from Arcana? Did did Arcana stay towards the door? Straight forward a little bit, but still nearish the door, probably within 15 feet of it. I will will say that one of them, yeah. So feel free to make an attack, and it will be on one of the um, acidididid ones. Uh, Okay, cool. Yep, Uh, just opportunity attack. Cool, Um, that's... I rolled another 18 with plus 11, so... Yeah, that hits. Um, would I, no, you don't get sneaks on ops, no, you don't, cool, no. okay, so, uh, it, uh, uh, I suspect you might. out firebolt, though, for, uh, the other one, which is Ray of Frost, so it's 2d8 instead. Nice. Very good. Uh, oh, I could have just used that as a gun, what am I, anyway. I've rolled it now. I mean, it's still a cantrip. It's not costing you anything. No, no, but that would have been probably more damage with the gun. Uh, four, five, six. That's seven. Frosty boy damage. Yeah, you you mow a cultist down before they are able to uh, reach Eltrion. So you will only take the one attack um, due to that. Um, and but Arcana, there are two kind of coming directly towards you. You wouldn't get an opportunity on them, obviously. So could thanks, save Arcana. Um, the one attacking, else. the one attacking Eltrion, um makes a very feeble seven to try and hit you. Oh, it doesn't even break my AC, which is terrible. Seven to hit Arcana. Fifteen to hit Arcana. None of it. None of it. There you go. Just imagining Arcana just like matrixing this shit, <laughs> blasting some fool. Uh, this is exactly what happens. Um, cool. Well, it being the cultist's turn, that means it's Jakarth up next. How many cultists are left now? Would we say? Um, about ten. There were quite a few of them in the room. Yeah, I know that obviously the big thing is a big threat, but Jakarth's thinking about the vials and doesn't want them to pop vials and have 10 of those things so I'm going to take two more shots at two more cultists uh, perfect please do I'm just going to roll these ones normally because I'm just getting used to being on the dragon in a minute so that's a 30 to hit on the first one yep and a 24 to hit on the second one yep 
first one is nine points of piercing damage. Are you going for healthy ones or are you going for um, acid-did-did-did ones? I'll go for acid-did-did-did ones. Cool. We're sort of working in conjunction with the dragon. And then the second one will be... Well, I'll do the dreadful strokes with this one. So it's 14 plus, what, 15 points of piercing damage. Yeah, two more uh, go down. Just going around and pinging the arrows off and hitting wherever the acid has caused weak points. Perfect. Um, Grant, yeah. Uh, anything else on your turn? Nope, that's it. Cool. Uh, right, well, following Jakarth, hot on his heels, Eltrion. Cool. Um, am I in a position where I can see Arcana and the two on her, or am I literally just got cultist in my face? Mm. No, I think I think that you're kind of close enough to to the door that you could um, you can still see Arcana. Yeah, you can't see more uh, more on the wall, but fair. Um, okay. What I'm going to do then? Um, I'm going to. Uh, twin spell, um, dissonant whispers at second level, and target the one next to me and the one and one of the one whichever one looks healthiest next to Arcana. Uh, I need a, a whiz save, uh, eighteen. Two wisdom saves. Mm-hmm. That is a six and a thirteen. Cool. They both fail. Um. In which case they take theoretically uh, eleven points of psychic damage. Perfect. Uh, and yep, both of them use their reaction to move as far as the speed allows away from me. Okay. Um, they they both kind of start trying to, to undertake this action, um, stumbling away from Arcana, um, but. Um, before they've even made moved their whole movement, they um, fall down to the floor. Adib. Noise. Um, in which case, um, I do bonus action. Is the other one that isn't dead, is that within 30 feet of me? Because I kind of was, was 15 feet inside the door, right? Sorry, is it within 30 yeah. feet? Would it be within 30 feet? Because if I kind of was 15 feet inside the door and I was just outside the door and then I moved up, it should be, right? Yeah, I mean, there'll, there'll definitely be someone cool. nearby. So what I'd like to try and do then is uh, telekinetically shove that one so that it breaks the five-foot uh, gap so that Arcana can move without incurring opportunity attacks, should she so wish. Cool. Because that's um, all I can see at the moment. That's a, a strength save, DC 17. Well, I had to roll well at some point. Um, not at this point, but at some point I will. That was a 10. Oh, okay. So there's a there's a psychic kind of fist that comes out of my head and just shoves the uh, the cultist back five feet. Cool. Just and I I, gave, I could try and give a little nod to Arcana, like you you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Sweet. Your psychic fist. Yeah, because <laughs> you're a psychic salute. <laughs> there's, there's no there's no damage associated with that, is it? It's no, it's just a it's just it's a yeah it's just a bonus action uh, economy thing. Sweet. Um, yeah. All happens. Uh, is everything on your turn? Yeah, I, I think as well. I'm just gonna, you know, duck, d- d- move ten feet back from the door so that I can see things. But I'm also like, I can hear if, in case there's any creatures coming from behind us and give people a warning. Perfect. 
All right. Um, that's, that's everything on your turn then. Um, Arcana. Oh, Dragon. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, just going to rewrite this so that it, I remember, but carry on. That's all right. It's my my fault. Um, very, very quickly with the dragon, I'm just going to go and try and attack the nearest cultist with a 10-foot reach. And uh, if... Uh, actually, there's not many cultists left, are there? But Jakarta um, did raise the point about them all taking vials and stuff. So yeah. you, you, you flew the dragon up. Yeah, to the top. To the top, which I think we said was about 70, 80 feet. Um, so what? In which case, I couldn't go to the top. I could have gone probably about thirty feet up, forty feet up, depending on how much movement I used um, okay. before. Uh, in which case, should we say forty feet? I'm happy with forty. Cool. So I'll go back down so that I'm ten feet above. Um, I think I go. I agree. Let's take cultists out. Uh, try and hit one with rend. Uh, 21 to hit. Yep. And uh, 26 will hit. Yep. Um, that is um, 2d6 plus 8 plus... I say 2d6 plus 18. Okay. Um, 24 points of dragon damage. Cool. Um, that will absolutely um, eviscerate someone. Nice, and then just cone whoever whoever I can left. If I can catch the big one in it as well, grand. But you could get the big one and one cultist, um, sure. or you could get uh, three cultists. Oh, I think three cultists. Then I mean, you know, we're, we're better off uh, minim minimizing our odds so that we can focus. Uh, so that would be uh, Dex save eighteen. Uh, dexterity, they're slightly better at that. Uh, the highest of which is a fifteen. Uh, okay, that misses. So they all take um, seven points of acid damage, which is better than nothing. Cool. Uh, none uh, of them go down from that, but they are, uh, they're they not happy. No worries. And fly back up the remaining 20 feet. So with the 10-foot reach, I'll be 30 feet in the air. Cool. And that's up. In that case, now, Arcana, it is your turn. Cool. Can you give me a lay of what's, what, what's right in front of me at the moment? So there is a cultist that got um, psychic face palmed out of your uh, way, uh, directly in front of you. Um, there's another one kind of near the door that um, uh, was flailing wildly and ineffectively at uh, Eltrion. Um, there's three that have just been kind of exhaled on by the dragon, uh, which has flown back up 30 feet. Uh, just beyond that, there is the um, abyssal creature, um, the tail end of which has um, just kind of emerged from the still open portal. Um, and you've still got um, Corrigan Grimson and um, his skull uh, spiritual weapon, which is inexorably chasing down to Salem. Okay. We're doing all right, actually. Yeah, we're doing fine. Um... Uh, I don't... Well, I can't stop the big beastie getting further in because I can only put it push it five feet back in at this point. So it's probably better to go for the big guns, like the the big cultists. So I will do a scorching ray at uh, the the big guy himself, the big spiritual weapon, and uh, two of the Ickle cultists um, who are you no know, nearby. The one flailing in the corner and the one in front of me. Love it. Um, please do. Ooh. And that is where is where is my D twenty? There it is. 
Okay, that is a uh, 21 to hit. And I do 21 hits. 21. That was a nat 20 on the next one. Blimey. Uh, are these all on Cora Gray? Um, oh, yeah, I can, I can put them all on the same person. Sorry, I've not used this spell before. Um, yeah, I'll put them all on, on Cora Gray then. Do you, do you want to roll the damage, see if he falls over, and then resign? Last one is uh, five, six, seven, eight uh, for the first one. Okay, still standing. Um, and for the crit, is it? Do I roll the dice twice? Yes, roll the dice twice. You've got better odds. Six, nine, and 11, 12, 13, 14 on the second one. 14 uh, is still standing, but is looking not very happy. Okay, final scorching ray on him is a uh, 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 maths 18 to hit. Yep, 18 hits. Cool. Five, six, seven. There's another eight damage. Uh, Corrigrain goes down and the skull chasing down to Salem fizzles out. Wonderful. Excellent work. And my bonus action. Uh, I am going to, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do another thing with, um, with Barbara. She's just gonna fire at another the creature again with the force. Okay, please do. Uh, so that is twenty-seven to hit. Twenty-seven will hit. Fantastic. Roll me a damage. Uh oh, uh, I rolled two d8s and I got eights on both of them. Um. 16 force damage, and it's mm-hmm. for all the good it will do, pushed five feet back in. No worries. Um, yeah, you see as the, the hands kind of um, at the bottom just kind of try and dig their nails in and uh, just screech on the floor as it uh, is pushed back five foot. Sweet. Sure, I have a, a question about this creature. So obviously it's, it's made up of humanoid torsos. Mm-hmm. You say it's also gargantuan. Does that mean it's gargantuan because it's just incredibly long? Or are they all like glommed together, creating like a mm. like a wide centipede? So in my head, it kind of grows. So all of the back segments are kind of slightly bigger than the next torso in line. So it kind of, oh. it kind of if, if you were to lie it out straight, uh, it would be almost kind of conical going from like sure. very large oldest torso to smaller uh, very recent kill on the on the end fair, fair. i'm just trying to figure out whether it were even though i'd flown 15 feet up if i was still within i probably wasn't still within range of it to get an opportunity attack so it's fine I'm just, yeah my, not... bra- my brain was doing is it massive but how but that's fine yeah um I mean, I think, do, do you mean because it was pushed back five foot? Mm. Oh, but you, uh, yeah, force movement. Force movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter anyway. But, you know, we like hypotheticals. Or do we? Discuss. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm heckling myself now. What's going on? Um, Barbara just shot at the thing. Um, is there anything else on yours or Barbara's turn? Um, 
Uh, I don't think so, no. Sweet. Uh, in that case, it is the creature's turn, and um, it is... If Salen's not that high up, and I mean, Jakarth isn't that high up either. Um, odds to Salen, even Jakarth. Odds it can to Salen. attack the dragon as well. Okay. Just I to... will... All right, I will. I will take that into account. Yeah, one, I'm two, sailing. No, this is fair. Um, killing the thing that the thing's riding on is a, another valid tactic. Um, one, two, to sailing. Three, four, to Karth. Five, six. Thing. It's going for the dragon. Look, going for the more threatening or tastier-looking creature, shall we say? Um, okay, so it's wind dragon. There's two. <laughs> the threatening one, Josh. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Rude. Uh, does a 16 hit the dragon? It does not. I had a feeling. I rolled very poor. I'm rolling very, very poorly. Does a 50. No, 18. Does an 18 hit? I don't believe so. I think it has a, a AC of 19. Jeez. Holy moly. So I don't. Uh, it's fifth level spell, so, so. It's ace higher than mine. Uh, 14 plus level of the spell, natural armor. So, yeah, ace 19. 19, wow, okay. Um, I have done very poorly. That's what happened. The dragon's the like, I will save you, Jakarth. Ching, ching. Yeah. Yeah, it clearly. Faint, so, even if it had. Uh, you, you better believe I was going to silvery barbs to protect uh, Draco. Um, you watch then as um, as it kind of flails towards Jakarth and the, the dragon through some aerial um, maneuvers manages to, to just duck and dive out of the way um, and failing to to get anything. Um, you you watch as some of the um, larger um, arms towards its middle start scrabbling at the bare stone of the chamber um, and begin pulling up the bare rock and as it starts to tunnel down um, it uh, gets about 20 foot into the rock and is uh, just kind of burrowing in like a tick. That's what it does on its turn. Um, back to the top of the round, sailing. No, no. Where are you going? Come back. Stay and fight. Ah! I'm going to fly down and stab it. Okay, please do. To the tune of... Oh, my rolls are rubbish today that's a that's a whole no i realized i don't get advantage uh it's only if uh it's i steady aim i give myself advantage but then i get the the benefit of sneak attack if i'm alone with a creature or if i've got an ally within five feet it doesn't give me advantage on the attacks uh so it wouldn't have affected anything anyway but um that's a whole 12. 12 to hit does not unfortunately hit yeah i don't think so uh great good um i'm gonna <laughs> i guess i'm i'm gonna disengage and get out of its reach and uh i'd shake my fist at my at why i can't stab twice <laughs> yep no multi-attack for rogues unfortunately well while we um despair that's this uh this clear injustice um it's not an injustice uh moira it's your turn 
Cool. Um, Salin, how are you doing on health? Not too bad. Cool. Um... Okay, if, you, if, if you're fine, then I'll do a spiritual weapon at... I'm going to focus on the creature. So spiritual weapon on the creature and then hold the dead. Cool. Um, what level are you casting spiritual weapon at? Just at second or...? What do I get? Uh, do third because I feel like it. Cool. That wasn't supposed to be a leading question, just, you know, for avoidance of chat. I just need to think about it, decide it, yeah. Spiritual weapons, uh, third level. Void. My non-Euclidean, just swirling mass of shapes. Oop. That is going to be a dirty 20 to hit. A dirty 20 will indeed hit. Ooh. And then that is 1d8. I can read. That's not it. Uh, nine points of radiant. Is it radiant? Yeah, nine points of damage. Cool. Oh no, the blood. Why am I being really bad at reading this today? Spiritual weapon. Is it force? Yes, it's force, and I don't know. I just got. I think it's because I've got the toll the dead stuck in my head. Which is in the crotter, but I'm just thinking about cleric eh, stuff. Yeah, so nine points of force damage, and then a toll the dead. Cool. Which is a save? That's a save. So 15. 16 minus a d4. That's right. Well, I rolled a 15 on the dice, um, minus a four. So, yeah, 11. Cool. So that is 2d12 worth of necrotic damage and also me checking and we're checking if necrotic damage is actually going to destroy this hurt this thing um that is uh on the nice list yeah uh depends on your perspective it's not nice for me <laughs> it's nice for me and things i have on my spell list but also that is 21 points of necrotic damage nice my cantrip baby um Cool, that is maths that I can definitely do. Awesome. Moving forward, so I'm actually getting closer, but still kind of like angling to be... I'm, try I'm trying to angle on the wall, so I'm close to up and down and it, but not get hit by things. I'm doing okay. best. Are you, are you trying to come around kind of like the, the side of the chamber at this point? Yeah, I'm going to just want to angle round. Sweet. Coming to it, but I'm... yeah. At some point, I'm going to just jump on the thing. Cool. Um, right. If that's everything on your turn, I have precisely three cultists left. No, four cultists left. Oh. I mistook the one that was baned for being, I don't know, dead. Um, I've got Arcana on the floor, and I've got um, very little else. Um, 
Eltron's kind of moved back and out of interest range, so I think I'm going to just have three cultists going for Arcana, and one is going to go for Barbara. Barbara, no! No! Um, I rolled very much like myself, though. I think, unless your AC is um, nine, um, only one of those hit you, and then that is a... Uh, so one one got a dirty 20 and hit you, one got a dirty 20 and hit Barbara. Damn it, and Barbara's AC is better than mine, by the way. Um, but the one hitting me, I'm going to use my reaction to use a shield, so it doesn't hit. Cool. Um, I didn't specify which one had the Bane, and Bane happens on um, attack rolls as well, doesn't it? I'm going to charitably say that the one hitting Barbara is Bane, hence the poor life choices. Uh, that's a 15 instead. Hit. Barbara's AC is 18. So, um... Ooh, the D20. Hang on. Little, little Bane joke there. Sorry, I, I minus off of... I minus... I minus off of the dice and I forgot to still include the modifier. That was 20... It was dirty 20 taken down to an 18 because I rolled a 2. Mm. You can see my 2. You probably can't see my 2. So, you, so the AC is 18. Yeah. Sorry. I Barbara, should have had no. it. Um, well, thankfully they don't hit hard, or do they? That's a roller coaster uh, emotion. Said Barbara, no, yellow. <laughs> and it's four slashing damage as the uh, cultist uses a, a, a says a scimitar. But um, I'm I'm imagining this being as they're kind of masquerading as Kalemverites. Uh, it's kind of like a war scythe, just like, shoop. but but not just blood. Imagine yeah. that Barbara has like a cool scar over one eye now. The RPG scar. <laughs> Was that um, a slight spoiler there, Sean? Did you say they were masquerading as Kalemverites rather than it actually being Kalemverites? I mean, you know, the words that we use. <laughs> They're certainly masquerading as a sure, threat. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I take emotional damage. <laughs> That is the cultist's turn, and uh, Jakarth follows. Jakarth is going to fire two shots at the cultists that are... Jakarth is going to take two shots at the cultists that are um, attacking Arcana. Okay. Oh, sharpshooter! They're all burned, but do you want to look to, to go for the ones that look more acid damaged or still acid damaged, but slightly less so? Uh, the ones slightly less so. Okay. I want to give the dragon something to chomp on. So that's a 27 to hit. Hits. And a 26 to hit. Hits. The first one is 22 points of damage. Dead. The second one is going to be 18 plus... My dread strikes. 22 points of damage. Sweet. That is uh, precisely 20 points of overkill. I'm, I'm imagining these all being like John Wick headshots. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, we're, if we're going by like massive damage, that was three times into negative and then some. So. Oh, um, definitely again up from that. Then. Just imagine that instead of them like hitting them in their bodies, falling to the floor, I'm just like pinning them to the wall. They're all still yep. stood up. It, it was somehow, even though it was a, a bow and arrow, it was uh, the John Wick special of somehow also hitting him in the groin before the dispatch. 
one of the ricochets off, goes in the groin, and goes out the head. Yes. There we go. Glory. There's gore for you. Yeah. That's my turn. Perfect. Um, after Jakarth, surely Eltrion shall follow. Surely indeed. Uh, right. Well, this this big uh, McNugget looks like it's trying to make a a, a play to uh, to escape and what have you. Eltrion mm-hmm. uh, will summon uh, some looks looks like quite a painful amount of power, and from his forehead will burst forth, nay unto itself, a psychic lance, which will striketh at the creature which uh, rolleth an int save with disadvantage. Okay, okay. I shall indeed do that. Uh, it's Athena is just going to spring from your forehead. I would like that. I, I would love to have some statistics on how often this happens. So with disadvantage, um, on the two dice, I rolled a critical success and a critical failure. Oh. So nice. uh, being at disadvantage, uh, yes, that well, will be a Never one were three a... sorcery points better spent. Yeah, that, uh, that, that is a minus one, with with my modifier taken into account. That's me. Unfortunately, that won't that won't make it worse, but uh, hopefully it will be reasonably bad. Uh, first off, twenty five points of psychic damage. Twenty five. Yep. Points of psychic damage. Yep. Um, I'm sorry to say it doesn't look phased. Fine. The secondary effect will still take place because it can suck my dick. Um, it's yeah. restrained. Okay. Zero nice. movement, disadvantage on attack rolls, and attack rolls against it have advantage. Sweet. So, so Eltrion will be like, Well, feckin' phallics. <laughs> that'll, that'll do. <laughs> have at it, dragon. And yeah, speaking of, uh, dragon. Yeah, well, dragon's just gonna attack the, the, back, the back end of this center butt. Um... It's kind of burrowing down from the middle, so it's it's kind of the top end is sticking out. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. I mean, let's go for the top end. Uh, so this is advantage because you never know, might get a crit. So twenty-two to hit. Hits. And then the second roll is a nat twenty. Yeah. So that'll do. I mean, it's a nat twenty of not a lot. Um, cool. There's no point rolling that one again. Sorry, I was checking exactly how many dice I roll. I think it's two d six. Yeah, two d six plus. Um... Okay, right. Well, I'll do I'll do the crit one first, just so that's fun. Uh, and that's max damage, yay! Uh, Twelve plus um, eight plus five, so twelve plus um, twelve plus eight plus five, twenty-five. Twelve plus eight plus ten, sorry, because it's all doubled, isn't it? Um. So, or would yeah. it just be the that's dice roll that's doubled? Yes, yeah, so it's just the dice roll, not the modifier. Not the modifier. Yeah, I don't even know what the modifiers are on this. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, it's just it's just the normal one. So that'd be twelve plus four plus five. So twelve plus nine is twenty-one, mm-hmm. and then the second attack um, is three plus four plus five. So three plus nine, which is twelve. So twenty-one plus twelve is thirty-three points of dragon. Um, and then breath weapon uh, DC uh, Dex a DC eighteen uh, Dex yeah not good at Dex six uh, will not do it 
So that's a further uh, nine points of acid damage. So acid if, I, if I aggregate the dragon and myself together, that was an effective turn. And I will now, yes, the draggy dragon flappy flappy uppy up, and so that Jakarth has a very clear headshot should it should it come to that. Okay. okay. Um. And the dragon. Did the dragon get within 10 feet to hit? It's reached 10 feet, so it wouldn't have to go within 10 feet, I think, as the rules are. It's mm. literally... I also point. have reached 10 feet, though, so um, I am going to... If you got within 10 foot reach for oh, yeah, you... You're the, you're the DM, it's totally your call. That is a 29 to hit with grasping hands. Silvery barbs. Fair enough. That <laughs> is a 15. Doesn't it? Uh, who are you giving advantage to? Ooh, good question. Who's coming up next? It's Arcana, isn't it? It is. Uh, do your attacks count with the gun count as, like, um, attack attacks, or, it's, or are they spells? I.e., would an advantage be useful? Not for what I'm going to do next. Fine. <laughs> um, Moira's more likely to use spells as well. Uh, so, to Salen, I think. I technically get advantage... Anyway, now anyway. because you've pinned oh, it. Oh, in which case, Jakarth. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say like, oh, Jakarth, you have the advantage because I wanted to offer it to everyone else. Everyone's like, no, I don't need it. It's fine. Okay, okay. Well, Jakarth, you have it. <laughs> we'll take it later at some point, but not for one of Totally, totally fair. <laughs> cool. Um, that is grand. All of the things, perfect. Um, everything on your turn. That that is that's yeah. Uh, that's everything. In that case, Arcana, you follow the dragon. Um, how is the long boy looking? Um, less than half baked. And if I had to guess how well it would do on, for example, a Constitution saving throw, does it look like it might do well? Uh, it does look pretty, pretty tough. You feel like you know that it might have disadvantage against, say, deck saves. It is also baned, so yeah. Mm. Yeah. Give it a go. Just see if it works. Um, I will go a bit further into the room so that there's more space. Um, there's less space between uh, the rift portal and me. And I will. You know, make a con save, please. I will make a con save. That is. Uh, oh, with Bane. 19. Okay, nothing happens. Flips the gun. Ah, shoot. Uh, yes, that's what I you do with your gun. Oh, yes, it's true. I can do that. Um, so then I've still got a... Uh, oh, that still takes this false lot. God damn it. Uh, I've still got bonus action. So with that, I will... Uh, what is a bonus action? Really, when you think about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'll just force um, Ballista again. Okay. Uh, that's, is that a save from me or is that an attack from you? That's an attack. That's what I thought. Advantage them. Thank you. Great. Nice. Yeah. Roll double. <laughs> the uh, other was a two. Uh, roll, roll all your dice twice. Any any damage against this thing, I'm taking as a personal act of vengeance on my behalf for it being fucking immune to psychic damage. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure you won't believe me when I tell you I didn't pick this because it was immune to psychic. I, I picked it because it was thematic. And then I was like, oh, immune to one of your favorite things. If it was anybody else, Sean, I wouldn't believe them. But you're such a genuinely nice guy that I, I, I will accept it was a coincidence. <laughs> Was 24 forced damage and pushed five feet backwards. Woohoo! Nice. Get out of that pit. And as um, you um, start blasting the creature that's um, been kind of psychically held in place, um, you will become aware of um, a buzzing sound in uh, your ears. And um, you kind of look around for the source of the buzzes and you can see that there are um, swarms of wasps that appear to somehow crept into the crevices and the, the corners of this room. Um, Tessalin may even recognise some of them um, potentially as um, broods that had uh, recently been spawned. They start swarming together and a silhouette begins to appear, um, which its its form is both uh, blurred and incongruous because it's made up of swarming wasps, but at the same time is solid and made up of um, mortal flesh. Um, but stood in front of you is a a, a very large um, approximation of the person that you formerly knew as Jurok and Tony. And that is where we are going to call tonight to a close. Rage! (laughs) (laughs) So, um, thank you everyone for joining us for this um, rather epic battle show that we we had tonight um if you enjoyed tonight uh, we play every monday from 6 p.m gmt or um 10 a.m um pacific time um and we also play on tuesdays um with our recurring regular uh ongoing campaign fracture uh, which is also from 6 p.m gmt 10 a.m other time zones are available um and you can join us on friday again from 6 p.m um whatever your time zone is, uh, for Talking is a Free Action, our chat show slash question dungeon, um, or for Talk Together, uh, the chat show where we interview players, DMs, and other TTRPG industry people. Um, All of our shows are streamed at twitch.tv forward slash RollTogetherRPG, and you can find all of our content archived at youtube.com forward slash RollTogetherRPG. There are also podcast versions of all of our shows available everywhere, so please just search for RollTogetherRPG. Uh, a massive thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon, who, uh, without whom we could not do all of the fantastic stuff that we do. Uh, there will be a link in chat now so that you can join them, because every penny helps us to make all of this stuff. Big thank you again to all of our sponsors and supporters. And don't forget, we are all over the socials as Roll Together RPG. Thank you very much for watching, and we will see you soon. Stay classy at the table. <laughs>